Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today. Come on in. Bring your faith. Bring bring the Word with you. Bring your Bible. Get a notepad. Get a pencil or pen. Follow along with us because we want you to... uh, Make note of the things that God says to you, the things that stand out to you because you need to hold fast to those things. We've been talking about, and we're going to continue talking about um, how to keep your healing because everything you receive from God, the devil's busy trying to steal it from you. Why? Because he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Anything that steals, kills, destroys, God had nothing to do with. Uh, We are not the sick trying to get healed. We are the healed and Satan is trying to rob our health from us. Pain, symptoms are nothing but a temptation to be sick. And we resist that temptation just like we would resist any other temptation. Amen. And so uh, we're going to spend some time teaching and talking about how to, uh, how to keep your, your healing from being stolen right. from you. Um, I noted this so many times in, um, in, the, in the four gospels when Jesus had ministered to someone and they received their healing. Very often we have record of where they went after they were healed. It matters what we do after we receive the healing power of God into our lives. So that's why I'm teaching about this and we're going to get more into it as we go. But healing belongs to us and it's our right and our privilege to live healed because we belong to the family of God. But that which we receive from God is not automatically maintained. We have to watch over what we've received from God with our faith, refusing to allow things to be stolen from us. Amen. And uh, so we have to make sure that we, we, we have to understand this. We're the custodians of our body. We're not the one who won the victory. Jesus won the victory, but he gives us the privilege and the opportunity, if I could say this, to um, steward that victory. That means we're occupying that victory ground and anything that threatens our ground, we say, no, you don't. You, you back off. Amen. Now, before we go any further, the word shows us several methods by whereby uh, God's people can receive healing. There's not just one method of receiving healing because different people are at different places of spiritual growth and development. They're at different places in their strength of faith, in their development of faith. And so God so longs that his people receive the healing that's been provided and made theirs, that he's provided several different methods whereby they can receive it. So I'm not going to necessarily teach on these right now, but I want to refer to them because it's good for you to know. So there are the different methods. Why? So we can hook on to one of these methods. One of the methods, use the name of Jesus. You can receive healing by the use of the name of Jesus. You demand in the name of Jesus that sickness and disease leave your body. That's one method. Another method is pray for healing to the Father in the name of Jesus. Then there's the next method, the prayer of agreement, Mm -hmm. that you release your faith, but you're asking someone else to join their faith with your faith. 
for your healing or for someone else's healing. Someone may ask you to agree with them for their healing. When you have the, um, the prayer of agreement, we don't ask someone else to agree with us for healing so that we can uh, be dismissed from using faith. We're agreeing, both of us are in faith. So if you ask for someone to agree with you for your healing, you still have to bring your faith and they're bringing their faith. Yes. Why? One will put a thousand to flight, two will put 10,000 yes. to flight. That's there right. is a multiplied flow mm-hmm. of the power of faith when we join our faith in agreement. Amen. Yes. Then another method through the healing uh, on, uh, anointing with oil. Mm-hmm. Healing can come mm-hmm. when people will, if I could say this, take uh, an, an oil mm-hmm. And it's not the oil that heals. Right. The oil is the symbol yes. of the healing anointing. Yes. And uh, it helps many times for people to release their faith if they can see that oil, feel that oil, because then that becomes the point that they're going to release their faith in the healing anointing. Yes. It's not the oil that heals. It's not the oil that's holy. It's what it's symbolic of. Amen. Amen. So someone can lay hands on you. They can minister, Mm -hmm. just touch you, pray, release faith. And they have that oil there. Mm -hmm. It's like, like I said, it's the point where you say, I receive my healing. Then we have also this through the laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Every believer can and should be laying hands on the sick. In fact, we will, we will give an account for that. Did we do that? Because that's part of what we're commanded to do. So we can receive healing. Uh, I know this also many times. um, I've had, I had God say something one time to me when I had symptoms show up in my body. And he said this to me, he said, you sow your faith for the healing of others. When you lay hands on people, receive a harvest on that. Well, that's in agreement. Lay hands on the sick and you shall recover. And then we have this, this verse in James, pray one for another that you may be healed. So what's that mean? As you sow it, you can reap it. Why? The law of, the law of sowing and reaping yes. goes into place even regarding healing. Yes. That if you are generous with your faith to believe God for others healing, you can receive a harvest that when you need healing, you say, Father, I reap the harvest on all that seed I've sown in believing for the healing for others. Amen. So it does matter that we spend our faith as a blessing to somebody else too, because when we need it, we can get a harvest back on that. Amen. You say, well, healing already belongs to me. Yes, but this is a method whereby you can receive a harvest of healing because you've sown the seed of healing for someone else in the faith that you applied. Amen. Then we have this through the gifts of the spirit. There's the gifts of healing, the gift of healing. Then there's the working of miracles. Some may be healed by that. Then the best method, and this is the one we always want to, if I could say this, develop ourselves toward. And it's this, just knowing that healing belongs to you. You just know it. So when symptoms come up, you go, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. I know what belongs to me. And that's not it. That pain isn't it. That's, that disease isn't it. I'm not taking it. Amen. You didn't necessarily pray. You just stood your ground. You just spoke to things. No, you don't. Amen. Just knowing. Hallelujah. Um, but as I said, I want us to focus on how to keep your healing once you've received it because you've received it through one of these methods. 
But even no matter what method was you received your healing through, you still have to take your place mm-hmm. um, in, uh, if I could say this, occupying yes. that, that victory ground mm-hmm. and not yeah. let your healing be stolen from you. Because as I said, everything God's blessed you with, the devil's busy trying to steal it yes. from you. Yes, that's right. And it's not trying to get God to do, it's not, we're not dealing with God, we're dealing with the devil in that situation. Amen. Amen. Why is that? Because the devil will will launch a counterattack, trying to take back from us, Mm -hmm. trying to get from us what what we received, trying to draw us out of that place of healing, trying to draw us out of right thinking. Amen. He'll try to bring back old pain. Mm old symptoms that are familiar to us maybe because we've maybe struggled with that in the past. He's trying to deceive you into making you think that the healing doesn't belong to you anymore. You don't, if I could say this, uh, you don't get healing and then not have healing. You're always the healed. That's right. right. But symptoms come and try to, if I could say this, try to rob from you what's yours all along. Yes, yes. And so we, we refuse to be deceived. Yes. Just because symptoms come back doesn't mean that we're not the healed. Right. Amen. We're Amen. still the healed. We're always the healed. Always. I'm always the yes. healed. Yes. And symptoms showing up does not change that. Right. Amen. Amen. He wants, you, he wants to make you think that your faith and your authority doesn't work for you. But it does. But you have to work it. You have to exercise your faith, use your faith. Symptoms are simply a temptation to yield to sickness. We're not yielding. We're not yielding. But the word instructs us what to do so that we hold fast to the healing that we have received. Um, I want us to harp back to recall this, how many times in the scriptures it would say, and Jesus went everywhere teaching, Mm -hmm. preaching, and healing. Notice it's a package deal. Teaching, preaching, and healing Mm -hmm. flow together. Mm -hmm. They belong together. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say Jesus went everywhere healing, Mm -hmm. teaching, and preaching. Mm -hmm. It says he went everywhere teaching, Uh preaching and healing. There's a divine order. And uh, a third of it that Jesus did was healing. Mm -hmm. But another third of it was teaching. And the teaching came before the healing came. And the preaching came before the healing came. So what's that mean? For us to hold fast to the healing power that's ours, we have to be taught. Mm -hmm. We have to have the word taught to us and preached to us because that's going to anchor us Mm -hmm. in the flow to where our faith is uh, positioned, fortified, full so that we can hold fast and not be, uh, not be stolen from. Go with me if you would to Luke chapter five and verse 15, Luke chapter five and verse 15. It reads this, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, speaking of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Look at this. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. There's some key things I want you to see here. Great multitudes came together. Mm -hmm. Notice this. The sick didn't stay home. (laughs) 
They came together. They inconvenienced themselves to get where they could hear what they needed to hear. This is one important uh, feature of holding fast is make sure you're putting yourself in the place where you can hear the word of healing being taught. They came together to hear. They didn't just sit at home and say, well, since God's healed me, I'll always be healed. Well, that's God's plan. Absolutely. But there's an enemy who has a different plan and he seeks to steal it from you. So notice this, the multitudes came together to hear. So it's not about just staying home and nurturing your spiritual life all alone. You need to be in a location to where you're sitting and hearing the word along with other believers because you are in a setting of corporate faith. You're in a setting to where there is a, in that corporate faith, your faith is encouraged. Amen. I think it's critical that it doesn't say that Jesus went to the individual homes one by one. He didn't go door to door. Nothing wrong with going door to door. But this is not the setting that people were healed in. This setting, people came together. This means they sought it out. They didn't wait for for Jesus to come find them. They sought it out. Once you receive healing, you have to seek out to keep being taught. You have to seek out to keep hearing the word. So the great multitudes came together. Why? Notice this. The multitudes all needed the same thing. They all needed to hear. It doesn't say that great multitudes came together to be healed. It says great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. So notice this, the healing was coupled with the hearing. It was joined with the hearing. Notice the hearing came before the healing did. Once you receive healing, you have to keep hearing. What you did to receive it has to be in place to to hold fast to it. Amen. Um, So what we see is we have a role not only in our own healing, but in holding fast to our healing, we have to keep coming and hearing, coming and hearing. Why? Because in our hearing is our healing. How we hear, how we hear is going to, is going to determine how we hold fast. If we, if we hear half-heartedly, we will hold, we will only be able to hold fast half-heartedly. But if we hear with our, with a wholeheartedness, we are all in. We're interested in hearing. We're not casual toward the word. We're honoring of the word. Then we come to hear and to be healed. How we hear determines how we're enabled to hold fast. As I said, their healing was connected to their hearing. You holding fast to your healing is connected to you hearing. Why? Because Romans 10 verse 17 tells us, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come by praying. Faith doesn't come by being around people who have faith. 
Faith comes by hearing. Yes. So we have to keep hearing. Why? Because as we hear the word, we're healed. But as we continue to hear that healing word, we hold fast yes. to the healing yes. that we received. So meaning this, once we're healed, we're not dismissed. Our responsibility continues toward the word. We still have a responsibility toward the word after we receive anything from God. Not just healing, but anything. We never are dismissed from our responsibility toward the word. That means giving the word first place in our life. Amen. Amen. So uh, notice uh, it says, so then faith cometh by hearing. Faith for healing comes by hearing healing. So when it matters when you're needing something, what you're hearing. Um, When you need healing, hear on healing. When you need prosperity, hear Mm -hmm. about how God blesses financially. Because you you will have faith in the in the flow that you're hearing. That's right. Amen. So be in the be in the hearing flow of healing, you'll receive healing. Yes. Amen. Amen. Faith com- faith cometh. Mm-hmm. I, let, let me just insert some words here. So then, faith cometh by hearing. Faith for healing cometh by hearing, healing. Yes. <laughs> you can't have faith for healing hearing doubt. You can't have faith for healing, hearing fear. You have to hear if you want to receive. So what we hear is what we're going to receive. So make sure you're hearing the right thing. Make sure the fellowship around your life is not trying to talk you out of your healing. Because faith comes by hearing. And if you hear the wrong thing, you will have the wrong thing. See, the devil is an imitator Mm -hmm. of how God operates. Um, Faith for healing. Well, let's just say what Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing. So the devil operates the same thing in reverse, in distortion. Uh, He doesn't, Faith doesn't come when you hear him. Fear comes. When you hear from God, faith comes. When you hear from the devil, fear comes. So the devil knows that faith comes by hearing and repetition of hearing because Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's hearing in an ongoing flow. The devil also wants you to hear. He wants you to hear fear. He wants you to hear doubt. So he will try to position things or people or conversations around you so that you hear the wrong thing. Why? Because he knows that faith for the wrong thing comes by hearing the wrong thing. Fear is really faith in the negative direction. Amen. The, that's why Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. <laughs> because everyone's believing something. Faith is believing something. So faith comes by hearing. We have to keep hearing. Now going back to Luke 5, 7, 5, 15, where we were at, notice this, the multitudes came together to hear. 
what did what did they hear? Well, it determined the location they went. Well, they came to where Jesus was. So what were they going to hear? They were going to hear the things of God. They were going to hear the things that would bless their life. So don't go to locations that are going to speak something against what your life needs because you'll hear the wrong thing there. Go to the places where you're going to hear the right thing. So again, Luke 5, 15 says, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. So your hearing and your healing are connected. Um, After you receive your healing, keep hearing. Keep hearing. When you keep hearing, it's so easy to hold fast. If people aren't hearing, they will struggle to hold fast. It will be a difficulty. Their mind will be Uh, if I could say this, more troubled, more harassed, they will have greater difficulties with their thought life in not hearing. Why? Because the devil's going to make sure you're hearing something. If you're not hearing the word, he'll he'll certainly make sure you hear doubt. You hear fear. So you determine what you hear. You determine. You pick your hearing diet. Could I say it that way? And so uh, we we see that... um, We need to keep hearing. Now, um, we also see in the word that if the people didn't receive Jesus' teaching Mm -hmm. and Jesus' preaching, then they didn't receive healing. Why? Because this is a package deal. (laughs) Teaching, preaching, and healing. And were there people who did not accept Jesus' teaching? Absolutely. There were religious leaders that opposed him, right? All of these highly educated scholarly people. Um, There were many in the multitudes. Um, What about when the woman with the issue of blood, she came in the press to touch? What's that press? It's a multitude. There was a multitude following. And Jesus stopped and said, somebody touched me. Why? Because he sensed that healing power flow out of him. And remember what the, disi- the disciples around him said, there's a multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? See, the multitude was thronging, but they didn't receive anything. It's not just thronging. It's not just showing up at church. It's what are you drawing on? What are you expecting? What are you receiving? What are you laying hold of with your hand of faith? So you see, there were people who came around Jesus, but they didn't receive because they didn't expect the right thing. It's not just enough to be in a right location. You have to expect the right thing in that location. You have to expect something from God. And there were those who heard Jesus preach, but they didn't believe it. They opposed him. They would argue. And they also didn't receive healing. So to keep, to hold fast to what you have received, keep hearing. Keep hearing the right thing. Amen. We know this in Jesus' hometown. They wouldn't receive his teaching, which hindered healing power from flowing. God did not withhold. It wasn't like God was mad. Okay, that's it. You're not getting any of it. I'm mad because you didn't hear. No, Uh, because their lack of hearing, their lack of receiving um, kept them in a place to where they, if I could say this, they weren't in position to receive. It positioned them in the wrong flow. Yes, amen. So they were not in the receiving flow. They were in the judgmental flow. Yeah. They were in the critical flow. Yes. They were in the flow of dishonor. Yes. And so it kept them from receiving. Mark chapter six, verse five. 
And this is referring to when Jesus was in his hometown. It says he could there do no mighty work. It didn't say he wouldn't. It said he couldn't save or accept. He laid his hands on a few sick folk. Other translations said uh, he ministered to those with minor ailments and healed them. Verse six, and he marveled because of their unbelief. Why were they in unbelief? Because they wouldn't listen to his teaching. They wouldn't believe his teaching. They heard what he said, but they wouldn't believe it. And so because they would not believe, notice this, they also did not receive. They could not receive. Um, So it matters that we hear and we keep our believing flow turned on. That switch of faith turned on. So it says in verse six, he marveled because of their unbelief. Listen, Jesus was not pleased that they weren't healed. He wanted them healed. He wasn't pleased that they didn't receive the teaching because he wanted them healed. He wasn't willing to leave them that way. Soon what he did, the rest of the verse tells us, and he went about the village's teaching. He didn't give up on them. He just kept teaching. If he's going to get healing in them, he's got to get the teaching in them. So I say that to you, to hold fast to your healing, you have to keep being taught. Just keep hearing the word because he knew if he was going to move them from unbelief to faith, that would happen by teaching. Mm -hmm. That the more they would hear it, Mm -hmm. then it would start dawning on their spirits. Amen. Amen. He wasn't withholding healing. He was not withholding from them. God was not withholding from them. And, uh, but when they wouldn't receive the teaching and the preaching, then they couldn't receive what the teaching and the preaching spoke of. The teaching and preaching offered them healing, but when they wouldn't receive the teaching and preaching, they couldn't receive what, what it offered. Amen. Amen. Well, we receive, we're receivers. You're a receiver. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we don't want you to miss next time. There's so much more on this and we're going to keep going. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.